Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. King of Swing hit the lead. It's King of Swing taking over from Amazing Dream. Then General... the lead, Max Delight wins it. Max Delight has won it from a photo between King of Swing and... Yes, that was a bit of a blowout, wasn't it, the Victoria Cup? And the reason I I play that this morning, uh, Walker Cup, a couple of weeks away, he might be in that race, uh, Max Delight, Chris Barsby. Good morning. Yes, Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. He resumes to racing uh, this weekend, in fact, uh, uh, Max Delight. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what part Well, I'm sure I saw him... uh, on Saturday night at Melton. So uh, is it the Captain Sandy free that he goes around in King, um, Max Delight? So pretty sure, but anyway, he could easily mm. be starting that weekend and goes to uh, Wagga, like you said. So yeah. we'll, we'll wait and see. I know there's lots of options. I'm talking about even Tasmania and Mildura, but anyway, we might see Max Delight on the weekend. Adam Sanderson's with us. Chris, our first guest. Adam, good morning. Good morning, Chris. How are you? I'm really well. I wanted to talk to you this morning. We've got this uh, meeting coming through at Albion Park again tomorrow, and there's two trotting features, and you're set to play a bit of a hand in both, in particular with the marathon, the hour over and over marathon, which is race number five. You're driving Red Castleton. You've been with this guy these past two starts, and uh, he he certainly looks like he's got good claims here. So how do you see it uh, tomorrow, the fact that he's got to start off that 20-metre handicap? Yeah, 20 metres sort of doesn't worry me too much. Um, he's, he's probably better driven with a sit um, from what I've seen. And, you know, last start he had to sit park and it wasn't ideal for him, but he still stuck to his guns pretty well. So, um, yeah, I think he's one of the key chances, that's for sure. How is he to drive this horse, Red Castleton? Uh, he looks like he's got really good speed, but uh, you've been with him for the two runs now. So how does he sort of, um, you know, shape up for you right now? Yeah, uh, he's, he's pretty pretty sensible to drive. He's um, you know probably warming up. Warming up, you think um, you know you don't think too much of him, but um, as soon as uh, you know the lights come on for the race, he, he's pretty good. So um, definitely the speed, you know, his key factor. So if he can um, he can settle up pretty pretty handy tomorrow, I reckon um, you know he definitely is the one to beat. I thought. All right. What what about the distance range? Three thousand one hundred and fifty-seven metres. Is that going to be to his liking, or is it just a matter of just a trip? Uh, no, I, I think he's probably the one that benefits from it the most. He's, um, yeah, I, I have a funny feeling he, he won this race last year, actually. So, um, you know, that, that's definitely not a not a worry. Okay, what about this Sydney side of What's Up Majestic? He comes north as a last start feature race when it last Saturday night. He's probably hard to get a, a read on, but... Uh, just looking at his overall record, uh, he looks like he's blessed with good talent. Yeah, he's he probably got a bit of X factor about him. I, I sort of question whether uh, the, the marathon distance is going to really suit him. Um, you know, he, he was good last week, but um, you know that last 50 was pretty suspect. So um, whether his class against his lot might might see it out a bit better, I'm not sure. But um, you know, he's definitely going to be one of the ones to beat. And what about Tam O'Shanter? He's fresh up here, but he's put together a, a good winning sequence. He's been back at the trials, but, you know, you've got to respect him, no doubt, uh, despite the fact that he is tackling this race fresh, which is, in, in many ways is probably a little bold, you know, a little audacious, but uh, that's the way they've gone. Yeah, 
is, is forms, um, you know, impeccable at the moment, but um, that, that's sort of been coming through the grades at, at the same time. So this is going to be his, his biggest test. So um, whether he can handle it, um, you know, we'll find out tomorrow. All right, but you're you're comfortable driving uh, Red Castle, and that he's good enough to win here. Yeah, I, I think so. I think he, he's definitely the one to beat. You know, I, I haven't driven him from a stand um, from the last two starts, so I'm, I'm not I'm not sure what he's like there. But um, from from just driving, I'm pretty sure that there won't be a worry. Okay, just on this race, being the hour over and over Trotters Marathon. Correct me if I'm wrong. You did drive hour over and over, didn't you? Yeah, mate, unbeaten on him, two from two. <laughs> there we go, there we go. But is he the best trotter that you've sat behind? Uh, just as, in terms of overall record, he, he probably would be. You know, he, he was a pleasure to drive. He, he just went out there and, um, you know, you pretty much put your hands in the dust sheet and, and, and he'd done it all for you. So, yeah, he was probably right up there anyway. Okay. Well, uh, it'll carry uh, more significance for you tomorrow if you can land that victory there in the marathon, uh, a race named after a, a great trotter an hour over and over. What about the Jim McNeil Trotting Championship final here tomorrow? You're down to drive BDKO Sound. It's a huge field. We've got 14 going around, and you've you've got the back marker here off 20 metres, so you're going to see a lot of traffic. Is is that going to make it tough? I think so. It's um, you know it's not ideal, but yeah, you know, he's earned that that handicap for a reason. So uh, he's probably one of the better credentialed horses in the race. But um, as you say, there's going to be a lot of traffic and you know a lot of dodging and weaving. So he, his form's heading in the right direction. So he's um, you know I give him a chance, but as you say, it's going to be tough. Okay, so you just got to make sure that you're dodging and weaving at the right time. There might be some tired trotters at the end of this race tomorrow. Yeah, I, I think so. That's that's going to be the key. Um, a lot of these won't sort of. Sit, sit well with that trip, so um, that's that's going to be the key for him. He he'll stay all day. So um, yeah, as you say, dodging and weaving at the right time, and, and hope for that little bit of luck. All right, Adam. There's two horses that I wanted to find out what what you think about these guys. They're they're obviously blessed with a really good talent. They've been in winning form. One was a winner on Tuesday, some moment somewhere, and the other one is the three-year-old. Speak the truth. Firstly, some moment somewhere. How do you rate this guy? Yeah, I, I really like him. Um, you know, everything everything I've done with him has sort of been nice and easy, and, he, and he's taken it all in his stride. So, um, coming off a long, like a very long break, he, he just got better and better. And uh, you know, I think as he works his way through the grades, the more he races these better horses, the better he'll be. Okay. He didn't look like he was out of second gear when he was winning on Tuesday. He rated 55.8, and he, he looks so comfortable out there. Yeah, well, it was. It was pretty much what it looked like. It was very easy and, and um, he, he's not one to sort of dart away if, he's, if he hasn't got anything around him. He, he sort of just floats along and, and does his own thing. So, um, you know, going forward, uh, you know, his leading's probably not ideal for him, but, um, you know, his, his main assets, you know, he's quite high, high speed horse. So, as I, as I say, racing these better ones, I think you'll see him in even better horse. The Rising Sun or, or, or the uh, the race prior, that uh, race for the Queensland trained horses only, could that be a uh, an obvious target for him uh, in, in coming time? Uh, you know, that race is still a couple of months away, so could he keep developing and, and be a player in, in those both of those races? I'd say so. That, that would be the, the main aim of I'm thinking, you know, to start with that Queensland trained one. Um, he, he's definitely on, on an upward swirl and 
um, whether he can get to that that peak, we're not sure, but um, I think he's, he's definitely heading in the right direction. And speak the truth, the three-year-old, how do you rate him? Yeah, he's, he's pretty good. Uh, he's probably one of the better three-year-olds in, in Queensland at the moment, so um, every time he goes around, he's, he's getting better, and um, you know, we sort of haven't reached that ceiling yet, so um, how high it is, we'll work our way towards it. He's very casual with this horse, though, isn't he? Like, and that was probably evident in that most recent start. He looked like he was just going to run away from them, but in the end, he, he just did what he needed to do. So is that fair, that he's just really casual and he, he's sort of a little hard to read? Yeah, yeah, spot on. He's, he's uh, probably... The penny just hasn't fully dropped with him. You know, he, he's doing it all on just sheer ability at the moment. He, he still doesn't know how to race properly, and, and as you say... It probably doesn't look that impressive for what he's doing, but, you know, he's just doing it so comfortable, and, and it, as soon as it clicks, you know, I think he's just going to keep improving. All right. Hey, really appreciate the time today. Uh, we'll see you in action here later today. You've got a fairly uh, solid drive here as well, but uh, looking forward to tomorrow with those uh, those trotting features. Hopefully you can steer that big one with uh, Red Castle winning the marathon. Thanks very much. Yeah, apologise for the quality of line there, Chris. Yeah, you're just with Max Delight. You're right, Chris. He'll go around this weekend in Victoria, and then he's going to back up into the Wagga Cup next week uh, is is the latest we're hearing there. Chris, Angus Garrard's joining us now. Angus, really appreciate the time. Morning, Chris. Hey, I've got to ask about Kat Kimcoe. You were behind the star filly for the first time there on Tuesday afternoon. She ran second, uh, beaten behind Saginaw. What sort of feel did she give you? Yeah, um, she's pretty impressive, Chris. Um, I, I sat behind her at home a couple of times in track work, and um, she's sort of probably nothing special at home, but, you know, she steps up when she gets to the track, and um, she knows what her job is. Okay. Is, is she a little bit hard to read? Like, when you look at her and the way she sort of goes around uh, on the track, uh, she looks like she's a little fiery, but... Is she is, is she, what I'm trying to say, is she like uh, what she is on the track uh, sitting behind her or is it just a little bit of bluff there? No, you know, Kylie's always said the whole way through, yet, you know, she's not a, she's not a silly horse um, and she's definitely not, you know, she's actually quite smart. Um, she just knows what her job is and she's a little bit full on in the prelim and that, but in the run, you know, Tuesday, she drove lovely, and um, she was never keen or anything like that. She hit the line really well. Okay. Was that the sort of trial that you wanted on Tuesday, just sort of sit her up and then just let her hit the line? And uh, the way she attacked the line, it was really pleasing. Yeah, that's right. It sort of worked out perfect, really. Um, it was a nice trial and sort of sharpened her right up for her first run, and you know, she found the line super and I never had to ask. She just um, extended really good up the straight there and, you know, it was um, really pleasing. Okay. Is she ready to go to the races or is she likely to have another trial? Do you know the plans moving forward? Uh, I think she's amongst nominations for Tuesday. Um, so hopefully she steps out there. Okay, well, that's Cat King Cole, and uh, obviously the APG series is the target for her first up, or in and around the place. That's the first big race target for her, so you, you're looking forward to uh, sticking with her? Yeah, 100%. You know, she's a really classy filly, and she proved that last year, and 
Um, she's probably improved a bit this year just in her mannerisms and things like that. So hopefully she can um, dominate a bit again this year. All right. We just spoke with Adam Sanderson about those trotting features tomorrow. When you think of trotting features here in Queensland, you think of your horse, Sir Fahrenheit, uh, recently crowned the Queensland Trotter of the Year. Owing to the flood issues that we've had just recently, is that the is that the reason why he's not uh, starting tomorrow? Yeah, we sort of missed um, probably three weeks at work there when we got all that rain and sort of had to get the track fixed and it's just sort of come up a little bit quick for us. Um, he's good and um, he'll be back in sort of the near future, but um, yeah, it just set us back a little bit too far to press for this race. Okay. Uh, really appreciate the time and the update with uh, both of those horses and uh, we'll see you in action here later today. No worries. Thanks, Chris. There's Angus Garrard joining us, Steve. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to ask about um, both horses, really, because Cat uh, mm. King Cole trailed really well to the eye there on Tuesday and uh, Angus obviously sitting behind that star filly for the first time and then obviously with those trotting features tomorrow, in particular the open class speaking, you would have uh, assumed naturally that uh, that would be a, a key target race for Sir Fahrenheit, but uh, given that... Uh, um, you know, like a lot of play, uh, a lot of uh, players and uh, people, uh, you know, extensive damage was caused uh, to a lot of uh, training centres. So uh, obviously that uh, was a setback there for Sir Fahrenheit. But uh, we'll see him in uh, the not too distant future. And obviously the winter carnival features are going to be obvious targets for Sir Fahrenheit. Let's talk about tomorrow night over in the West, uh, Gloucester Park, each and every Thursday morning. Matty Young joins us, and he's online now. So Matty, good morning. Good morning to you, Chris. Uh, we're racing at headquarters again tomorrow night. We've got nine races, and uh, it looks like it's going to be a strong card. The highlight is going to be race number five, the Group 2 feature, the four- and five-year-old championship. So break this race down for us. How does it set up for you? Uh, I've got a theory in this race which may not come off. Uh, at the moment, if the theory comes off, the price on offer is ridiculous. Um, so... Jasper Vella Beach, uh, one, two starts ago. Got away with plenty. I think they'd be happy to take a trail in this race on one of the better class horses. Don't bother me, none's a horse that can do things wrong. And his gait speed's a little bit questionable. Um, I think uh, Classic Choice is the one that I'm going to mention because this horse tried to cross Bolton Tin in the Bunbury Cup. He couldn't do so. Uh, he won the Mania Classic. He was really impressive beating a horse who... Uh, led that race, El Guerrero, and he's really good when he's in front, El Guerrero, so he should never really be beaten when he's in front, and Classic Choice was able to sit outside him and just uh, run him into the ground. So I'm thinking with a horse like Classic Choice, who's broken a track record recently at uh, Albany in the Albany Cup over the longer trip, he's got blistering gate speed. I think if they want to lead, they will lead, and if he leads... I think he'll win. Uh, so it sort of chips in, and that's the way I sort of read the race. I have a huge amount of respect for Ideal Agent, though, who I think is going to be up at a decent price. This horse just continues to exceed expectations. He's a little bit fitter for his last run, and uh, if they do go really hard, then it sets up for a horse like him. So uh, I think currently $34 is on offer for Classic Choice, who... If he leads, I think he's a $2.50 chance. So that's how I'm looking at it. And I think uh, I think if he leads, he'll win.
Okay, so classic choice. Race five, number six, classic choice. That's your selection tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm actually shocked. I priced him uh, around about $5, but that's that's considering uh, that's at a lower percentage and also thinking that, in my eyes, that he can lead. So uh, I can understand why he's a longer price, but I'll be definitely having something on at the 34. Okay. Steve, can you find us a price for that horse tomorrow night? Race five at Gloucester Park. Tell me what price Tab have gone up with uh, for that horse. Classic choice tomorrow night. Race five at Gloucester Park. Mm, that's like a, uh, okay. All right. So uh, that's a, 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 a nice tip. If it's uh, around those sort of prices, obviously it's got a win, but uh, it's well worth checking out. So we're on the uh, on the mark there looking at him right now. What else stands out for you tomorrow night mm. at uh, Gloucester Park? By the way, Chris, $19 now, 360 Okay. He's already $19. How does that sit with you? Sorry? Well, some, somebody's listening. Yeah, he was 30, it'll be 15 he was by the time we finish this segment. <laughs> he was $34 before, uh, as I was waiting for the, uh, as I was waiting for you guys to put me on air. So I just had a look because it just shocked me. Um, so I guess we'll, I guess we'll see what's left for me to take after. Probably shouldn't have opened my big mouth before I had something on. Mm. Can you do two things at once? No, I can't. Yeah, same as me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on on the cards, I, I quite. I think there's a lot of shorties, Chris, uh, on the program. I think Rockerball will probably win the first. Never mind the Carlos the second. Elsaret the third. They're all horses that are going to lead uh, later in the program. Vespa should lead and win. He's our Perseus should win. So. There's not a, a lot of meat on the bone, but I think in race two, number 10, Nullarbor Navajo, is a really good place chance. This horse has had no luck. It's had good draws, but it's had no luck in its last couple of starts. At Colossa Park, it's uh, going to be, I reckon, leaders back or three back to pegs here. And I think this uh, mare, she's been racing in the Great Southern. I think she was horse of the year in Albany. She's come to town, she's racing well, and if she gets into the clear late, I think she will sprint powerfully and look uh, quite threatening late. So race two, number 10 for a place. Nullarbor Navajo is my best on the card. All right. Are you heading to Narogen on Saturday night? Yes, I am. I'm calling Narogen. Okay. So you get to uh, call uh, what potentially could be a, a special moment with Volton Tin? Yeah, take two. Uh, second in the... Bunbury Cup, but he's got the draw and he looks like he should be able to push forward and find the top in the Narogen Cup. He's already won two Narogen Cups, so uh, to bring up his third and become the third horse to make the million as a Westbred in WA would be pretty special. So, yeah, really looking forward to that. All right. Question without notice. Uh, has any horse ever won the Narogen Cup three, three times previously? No. No, I've actually... I actually uh, emailed Alan Parker to get the history of the race, and it dates all the way back to 1921. And uh, from what I can see, there's never been more than uh, one winner apart from Volton Tin. But uh, I'd have to go into it with a bit more detail today. Pity you just had, didn't have one more start because it would have been start 200 in the race. Yeah, it's true to send him around uh, tomorrow night and then do the 24-hour backup, Steve. I agree. That's incredible, isn't it? 198 starts for 30, 30, 21 thirds. Yeah, he's... Um, and he didn't start racing until he was uh, a three-year-old. So uh, I think it was the 9th of December 2014 was his first race start. I called him an educational trial 
because uh, I used to call the Pinjarra trials every Sunday and I called him in his first few trials and uh, he didn't even win his debut start. It took him a couple of runs. But, yeah, it's been a great story. They're a wonderful family, the Costellos, and they've had uh, horses uh, for as long as I can remember. Um, good friends with Daniel, who is the trainer, and um, his brother George and Phil's the father, niece, the mum. Uh, it's just... And they bred the horse. It's just a great story. Uh, Frank, they love him, and he's got a, a huge fan base, and he's... Uh, going to be richly deserved to win that million on Saturday night because even if he runs second, he's going to break it. So, yeah, look, really, really excited for them and I think it's a great story and a great testament to the heart and will of the standard bread that they can go 200 starts and keep racing at the top. He's just getting better and better. He's 10 years of age and he's still racing at the top end of his career, made it into Dominion, won a pacing cup. It's a great story. Yeah, you're right about that debut, the date. He actually won at his third start. It says here he's $24 when he won it, uh, December 2014. Morgan Woodley drive him on that day? Uh, let me have a look. I think so, yeah. 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 So in his early days, all he was known as was a leader. That could, that's pretty much all he could do. If he led, he would most likely win. And as he's got older and older, he can pretty much win from anywhere. He won the pacing cup from, I think, one out and two back. So, uh, yeah, he's... And if you if you can watch a replay of him when he was a three-year-old, he was so small and runty that you would never believe that this horse could make it to where he is now. And then you have a look at him go around in the Bunbury Cup and his other races, and he's just an absolute machine. He is... Um, just he's a unit absolute unit uh, completely and i was told the other day this and this will spin you guys out he has never been to a vet his whole career he's never been to a vet wow never <laughs> actually yeah. so he's been he's been gelded the vet came just gelled him but that's it he's never actually been to a vet apart from being gelded that's extraordinary this day and age so uh, just looking at this this race tomorrow night, is there any sort of threat? Is this a race that he'll dominate because of the barrier draw? What's looming? What's the hardest to beat for him tomorrow night or on Saturday night? Uh, well, I thought Texas Tiger was the biggest threat, and it's scratch. So, um, because I thought it would potentially try and cross him at the start, and now that that's not there, I think he can just work his way to the lead. Double up's going to be back in the field. Look, I don't think there is a danger. I think he'll just win. Um, he he should just roll to the top. Willie Ragnar will be happy to take a sit on him. Uh, Penny Tiger's a very smart horse, but he's going to be three back to pegs. Uh, while they praise first up, coming back off an injury, Babyface that has been racing really well and should be close enough, but... Uh, and Double Up is going to be back in the field. Now, unless Double Up goes to the breeze, which is completely outside his comfort zone... Um, I don't see there being too many threats. So I think Volton Tin will just stroll around and win his third Origin Cup and break the million on a high, which we all like to see. We want to see the good horses get to that million-dollar status and do it in a winning style. Okay. And just looking back through his uh, racing career, uh, with you know uh, him being on the verge of 200 starts, he's uh, he's had a number of different drivers. Which driver do you think's had the most success with him? Well, I guess 
Shannon driving him in a pacing cup, that was pretty successful. Um, yeah, I think he's had Chris Voke, Morgan Woodley, um, Mitch Miller's jumped on, Shannon, Emily. There's been plenty there. Uh, I would say Chris Voke had some really good success with, success with him. He was able to drive him through uh, into the into the free-for-all grades and he won a lot of races with him during that time. So, yeah, I'd say, I'd say Voke probably won the most races on him, but most successful Shannon was only on for probably a handful of times and was able to win a pacing cup. So that's pretty that's pretty good success. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're right, though. I think Chris Vogue has probably had the, the best success as far as wins behind him. So, uh, yeah, but uh, there's a, a long list of drivers there and a number of uh, good drivers as well. So uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know... Uh, how long he can keep going for, as you said, he's 10 years of age and uh, he's still racing at the peak of his powers. So it'll be interesting to see how long he keeps going. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, Mitch Miller actually picked up the drive. So Chris Voke was nominated for the Pinjarra Cup and it was Chris Voke or Shannon, one of the two, and they elected to drive something else in the Pinjarra Cup and that's how Mitch got the drive. Daniel was like Gary. He always wanted to give Mitch a drive on uh, Volton Tin and really rates him as a driver. So that's how he got the drive. Is that uh, either Chris Chris Volk drove Papenick in the in the Pinjarra Cup and Shannon. I think Shannon had another pickup drive and he he elected to drive that in the Pinjarra Cup. So uh, that was the reason behind Mitch getting the drive. And he's only been on there for a few runs. I think after the Pinjarra Cup, he went to Gloucester Park and won defeating Papenick. And then was second in the uh, Bunbury Cup, so this will be only his fourth drive in the horse. I'm pretty sure. Okay, well that's on Saturday night. The Narragin Cup. We'll be listening to your call of that race. We've got Gloucester Park tomorrow night. As I said, the feature there is race number five. You've given us a good push there for one of good odds. So we'll be watching to see how short this horse actually starts. Now, I've got to ask just before we sign off this morning. The uh, the, the family horse, wonderful to fly. She <laughs> was stunning last week. Yeah, she was. Um, Shane's not in my good books for last week because I actually went to the trots with him and he asked me on the way, he said what my best bet was and I said, well, it's your horse. And he called me an idiot and said that it's a first run over 2,500. He's not going to knock her around. He'll just sit back and use her speed late, blah, blah, blah. Talked me out of it, spent the whole trip talking me out of why... She probably wasn't the best bet at two dollars seventy, and uh, then she drifted out to three thirty, three forty, and he goes and drives an absolute ten or eleven out of ten race. And I went down and saw him after the race, and he just smiled at me and said, "Oh, I've changed my mind." So he's he's not in my good books, but she's um, she's class. I mean, at the back end of twenty five hundred meters. She slipped home in 27 and a bit, and he hardly moved on her. So um, there's even been talk over here from some inter-dominion winning uh, drivers that uh, she could even she is most likely to win the Derby because of her versatility and how good she is. So yeah, a lot of people over here have got a, a big opinion a big opinion of her, and uh, she just continues to improve and exceed everyone's expectations so she's been a great ride for Shane and hopefully it continues. 
Yeah, well, you just look at that last mile. It, it was run at a very good tempo. 29.8, 29.5, 28.4, 27.9 on the way home. So you can probably understand that there is a little bit of talk about with her for the derby. So uh, a couple of ones uh, that I'm just going to throw at you. Any offers? Has there been any sort of serious money offers for this filly? Mm, no, there was there was a uh, just a question. A question was thrown out that would uh, Shane sell her to the states, and um, there was no actual offer added to that. But Shane owns majority of this filly, and he's just yeah, he's just quite happy. He said this is a horse that he spent his whole career trying to get hold of, so uh, he was quite happy to hold on to her and and enjoy the ride. So. Um, look, if she's, he was thinking about taking a race as well, but the money's so good in Perth to keep racing on the Friday nights that it's just, um, it's less risky to just staying here. And she's got two, two or more, or three or four group ones that she can compete in over the next six to eight months. So uh, I guess it's tempting to go east and try and, prove it to the rest of Australia, but at the same time, uh, she can stay here in her backyard and earn some very good money. Okay. And and just in, in wrapping up this morning, to Shane's defence, you know last Friday, you know the date last Friday, don't you? Yeah, it was April Fool's, but he waited until after lunch <laughs> to tell me that. <laughs> so, that's, so that's bad luck on his part. But uh, no, he just said the with the high price galloped at the start and that changed the whole race. So he changed the way he thought uh, he would drive her and no one else wanted to go. So he thought I'll have to take matters into my own hands. So he used their speed and I think he nearly broke 29 his first quarter to go around and get the front and then rated 29, 28, 27, 8 on the way home. So... Yeah, her, I think her last mile was in 154-something for the back end of 2,500 metres, which is just unbelievable. Mm, yeah, very impressive filly and a very impressive win there last week. So uh, best of luck with her going forward. Uh, she looks like she is set for a huge campaign, no doubt about it. Uh, really appreciate the time. As always, Matty, uh, it's going to be a big weekend, no doubt about it. And we'll take the tip with uh, that value runner there. Classic in that choice. Six to yeah, four now. Six, Uh, just looking at it um, it certainly looks like uh, it's going to be well worth watching just for a number of different reasons there A, can it lead and uh, B, what price will it end up starting so uh, So what you're saying though if it doesn't lead it's a million to one is it? like if it doesn't lead it's 30 pretty much so I would suggest you you just have a straight out bet and uh, if it leads, it should be a lot shorter than what... And I think it will lead. Uh, if they want to lead, I think it will lead. So that's just my opinion on the race. But I've been wrong before. But at that price, it doesn't really matter if I'm wrong because yeah. if it leads and wins, then I can be wrong for the next three months. Yeah. What's that, uh, that's a good horse that won an Indominion heat, Chris. that has to lead to win. Um, um, can't think of it. Just recently? Yeah. Real speedster. In the last, King of last series? No, <laughs> not King of Swing. <laughs> the real speedster that if it doesn't lead, it gives up the ghost. I just can't think of its name. Anyway, caused a boil over there. Um, anyway. Oh, Bonzel Benjamin. Yeah, Bonzel. Yeah. Didn't, that, yeah, didn't that win the Inter-Dominion? I think it, it did, did, didn't it? On protest. 
Yeah. On break, uh, yeah. Well, it was going to win anyway, but yeah, yeah. anyway. Fair enough. That's, that's, that's for another we'll leave day. We'll the politics at the door. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, appreciate the time, Matty. We'll chat again next week. Cheers, boys. Could be an interesting chat next week, too. One way or another. Yeah, exactly right. Thanks for that. Cheers, boys. Yeah, hopefully we've got classic choice too good next week. Chris leading into the segment with Matt. We'll play it if it yeah. wins. So, so what it, price is it now, Steve? Did you say about yeah, nineteen dollars and three sixty. So total race five tomorrow night, Gloucester number yeah. six classic choice. So at those odds, you can have five bucks and just hope for the best, can't you? Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, five or ten dollars and mm. just yeah, hope for the best. If hope, hope, hope it no. leads. But as he said, it doesn't lead. Yeah. Well, it's tickets confetti. So. Exactly. We, we've got to go through a few uh, races tomorrow, as we do each and every Friday. Uh, but uh, we'll we'll make sure we'll uh, keep a check on on that price of that horse to see if it continues to shorten in the in the space of twenty four hours. But anyway, that's all in front of us tomorrow, and uh, we'll, we've got plenty to talk about tomorrow. We've got harness racing with that feature race program at Albion Park, and uh, there's plenty of other topics that we'll talk tomorrow about as well. We'll have Darren Clayton join us, Ryan Spice will join us, so there'll be a few things to talk about, that's for sure and certain, Steve. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Steve.